Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We're going to be speaking with Steve Sibley. He's joining us here from Synchrogenics Regulatory Science at Cetera to talk about solving issues with simultaneous drug submissions for the U.S. and Europe. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Steve Sibley. Thank you for joining us this morning. Great. Thank you, Neil. Great to be able to speak with your audience. Well, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, your role at Synchrogenics. Yeah, uh, I have uh, actually started in uh, with a zoology background, but made the switch uh, more than 30 years ago into the pharma industry and have been doing regulatory writing and, and project leadership roles since then uh, across a, a number of companies, uh, including uh, 11 years at, at AstraZeneca, but have been with uh, Sotaris Synchrogenics for the past 12 years now, uh, overseeing uh, submission programs. Uh, so helping helping pharma companies uh, complete their large applications for marketing approval for their drug products. Now, it's my understanding that uh, the U.S. and Europe are, are two of the largest pharma markets. How does simultaneous drug submission work? Explain some of the issues uh, involved. It's uh, interesting having, having been heavily involved in submission activities for uh, for 30 years now, uh, seen the stage early on where there was no, uh, really no opportunity for simultaneous submissions because every country and region was was different and had very different requirements, uh, very different types of documents. Um, that all changed around uh, 2000 with the implementation of the International Conference of Harmonization uh, and common technical documents for submissions. Uh, that was a, a joint collaboration between the U.S., Europe, and Japanese regulatory authorities and pharma and created a structure and set of documents that was uh, virtually identical across uh, U.S., Europe, and, uh, and Japan. Mm -hmm. And so that allowed companies to start submitting uh generating one set of documents that could be used uh, for multiple submissions. And so the potential to submit at the same time, basically, to all of all of those. Uh, reason this topic is coming up, coming up more now is that these regions and countries have started drifting further apart again since the initial uh, ICH guidances came out. Uh, so it's becoming more of a challenge to uh, submit simultaneously. And so there are a lot of factors that uh, we see now that we, we help uh, sponsor companies with to develop uh, and get as close to a simultaneous submission as, as they can, because uh, you know separating those submissions by a month or so has implications uh, and trying to do it even closer is, is very difficult. So if I'm understanding correctly, there was virtually no way to simultaneously submit. Then there were some guidelines that allowed for these submissions simultaneously, but the countries have started adding their own little nuances once again to make it more individualized, to make it more uh, difficult, not necessarily to make it more difficult. Is it is it a competition thing uh, between markets? Uh, is that a factor? or are we simply just regulating ourselves into oblivion <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's a it's a really good uh, question set of set of things so there is there is obviously some competition uh, countries wanting to 
you know, be the first place companies go uh, with their products and, and get new treatments into the hands of, of physicians and patients. Um, and there, there is a lot of increased regulatory uh, scrutiny and requirements that's being built in, especially with, with FDA. Um, otherwise, I think it's as, as healthcare is kind of, kind of evolving, there, there are new uh, changes in the healthcare system that drive some of these requirements in each, in each country. Uh, and you know, that's one of, the, one of the main drivers. So we see, you know, one of the things we see that you need to be prepared for, but can't really plan for is you will want to meet with regulatory authorities prior to your submission to ensure that what you're proposing to present and the data that you have is acceptable. And you don't know how those regulatory authorities are going to respond. And they may respond with different uh, requests or demands of the, the sponsor company. Mm-hmm. And those meetings are, are held late in the process, uh, often uh, just two, three months before submission. So there isn't a lot of time for the sponsor company to adjust or do new, new analyses and, and no time to conduct new studies. So uh, it, it's something that uh, we work closely with sponsors on to ensure that they're prepared to deal with what might come out of those regulatory authority interactions because the, the EMA in Europe may say something different or con- that conflicts with the advice they get back from FDA in the U.S. You know, not just saying something completely different, but I'm going to date myself a bit here. I can remember when if you were using a, a, a CAD system in Britain, you were using a puck, while if you were in the United States, you were using a mouse. What about simple changes in terminology. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting point and one that's uh, kind of near and dear to me coming from a writing background is, uh, although there are some very significant aspects of you know, differences in healthcare uh, and standard of care for certain diseases and conditions that can drive uh, country and regional differences, when you're preparing the documents that you'll submit or the authorities to review uh, little things like in in the US uh, it's an NDA a new drug application or a biologic license application and in Europe it's it's an MAA a marketing authorization application so if you write in your document uh, you know as summarized in this NDA uh, now that's not applicable in Europe so you're gonna if you want to reuse that document for Europe, you'd have to go through and replace mm-hmm. all the places you mentioned NDA with MAA. Uh, so it can be some really small details that uh, need to be taken into account if you're truly trying to create uh, a document that you don't have to touch. You can use the exact same document in both uh, a submission to FDA and to the EMA in Europe. And so you, you might look for a more generic term like submission. What is the main takeaway that you'd like our listeners to leave with? And then give us a website where we can learn more. Yeah, so I think the, the main takeaway is that there are an increasing number of, of differences uh, between countries in terms of filing requirements and what documents need to be submitted and what needs to be presented in them. And you can address most of those 
with upfront planning. So the thing, uh, the thing that we do with sponsors that that uh, we we recommend is trying to identify any possible differences that might need to be taken into account if you're looking at a simultaneous submission. And that includes, you know, how simultaneous are we talking about and which countries are you planning to submit to? So uh, the, the, the take-home message is take the time up front, and, and I'm talking, you know, 12 months or even longer before your submission to sit down, go through all the things that might be different all the timing uh, expectations for meeting with regulatory authorities and, and plan that out and figure out how close you can get to creating documents that can be reused uh, reused everywhere, uh, which would then allow you to get closer to that simultaneous uh, submission goal. Uh, in terms of uh, in terms of a website, so sertara.com, uh, we have a whole range of uh, uh, information on there. The, the one I think is most relevant for uh, today's talk is to have a, a handout a checklist on on there on sertara.com uh, around writing at light speed, uh, which provides a checklist of all of the things that you may need to consider and take into account uh, in planning your submission and then be prepared to uh, adjust to along the way. And Sertara is C-E-R-T-A-R-A dot com, correct? Correct. Steve, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you, Neil. Great to, great to be with you today. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Steve Sibley. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at Anchor Spotify, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.